It's Wednesday, the 17th of March, 2021. Welcome to Your Mentored Briefing, the business headlines you need to know, delivered to you in five minutes. I'm Sean Aylmer. In today's headlines, the federal government goes into battle over industrial relations as the number of disputes hits decade lows. Plus, British Prime Minister Boris Johnson looks to Asia for the future of the UK. Debt levels for homeowners surge as property prices jump. And the story of the top 200 stock that's up 800% over the past year. And it's not afterpay. Our lead story, the federal government's omnibus industrial relations bill is set to go to a vote tomorrow. A vote which Scott Morrison has significant political capital tied up in. Since May 2020, the federal government has undertaken working groups with employers, industry groups and unions to discuss reforms ranging from a new definition of a casual employee, larger penalties on employers who underpay workers and greater flexibility under modern awards. The bill also seeks to prevent employers from being liable to billions of dollars in back pay after recent court decisions, which said casual workers were entitled to paid leave. The government is now trying to get the bill through the Senate and needs the support of the two One Nation votes and the Centre Alliance. Two other crossbenchers, Rex Patrick and Jackie Lambie, have already said they want a delay in any vote. Ironically, it comes at a time when industrial disputation is at decade-long lows, albeit the legislation is about much more than reducing the number of stopworks. Disputation in Australia has been low for more than a year, with just 32 disputes last quarter. That was actually a busy quarter relative to the rest of the COVID hit 2020. In fact, last year, there were almost half the number of disputes and working days lost as 2019, according to the Bureau of Statistics. The Prime Minister has hung his hat on this reform, but it's a huge bill with lots of moving parts. Scott Morrison needs to get it through in some form. Whether or not he succeeds, one of the battlegrounds in the run-up to the next federal election has been established. Overseas news, British Prime Minister Boris Johnson wants to tilt his country's post-Brexit international policy towards the Indo-Pacific, saying it was increasingly the geopolitical centre of the world, according to media reports. He also wants to make climate change his number one international priority and said the UK needs to be more of a global activist. China's President Xi Jinping has ordered regulators to step up oversight of internet companies, crack down on monopolies, promote fair competition and prevent the disorderly expansion of capital, according to the Financial Times. In other words, Beijing is cracking down on the tech companies. Bitcoin went up, and now it's gone down. Over the past two days, the value of the digital currency has dropped 12% from its peak of more than $61,000 per unit. The tumble came after media reports that India was going to criminalise possession, issuance, mining, trading, and transferring of crypto assets. And iron ore prices have suffered, down from a 10-year high of 178 US dollars a tonne earlier this month to around 168 US dollars a tonne. Mind you, that's still pretty high. The fall coincides with increased expectations about China making an announcement about reducing its global emissions, potentially by cleaning up its huge steelmaking industry and reducing excess capacity. Iron ore, of course, is the raw ingredient for steelmaking. That's the news from around the globe, and this is your Mentored Briefing. Let's go to local stories now. The number of heavily indebted property buyers has surged over the past two years, and there's been a jump in the number of people taking out new loans who own less than 5% equity in their homes. Figures from the Australian Prudential and Regulation Authority 
show that during the December 2020 quarter, there was a 19% surge in loans that were considered non-performing, reflecting the bite of the pandemic. And record house prices have contributed to 17% of borrowers now owing more than six times their annual income. That's up from a little over 14% two years ago. Minutes of the Reserve Bank Board's meeting earlier this month show the bank is fully committed to maintaining record low interest rates, assuring investors it will keep its targets on benchmark three-year bonds. The minutes explain why the bank doesn't think it will move the official cash rate until 2024, and that's because wages growth needs to be sustainably above 3%, and that's not going to happen anytime soon, the bank forecasts. Health Minister Greg Hunt, along with Chief Medical Officer Professor Paul Kelly, has downplayed concerns about the AstraZeneca vaccine, despite several European countries and Indonesia suspending its use after blood irregularities developed in a very small number of recipients. The Therapeutic Goods Administration said there was no evidence of a plausible relationship between the clots and the jab. PointsBet is a top 200 company that's the best performing stock over the past year. The gaming company jumped 4% yesterday, taking its annual rise to just shy of 800%. Why? PointsBet operates in the US gaming market, which until recently had been very regulated. But things are changing, and PointsBet is benefiting. Yesterday, it said it had purchased Dublin-based Benak Technology to boost its offering. And on Monday night, New York State said it was considering opening up its market to gaming providers. And that could be good for PointsBet. Its ambassador and presumably large shareholder is basketball great Shaquille O'Neal. That's your Mentored briefing for today. Don't miss out on any updates from us here at Mentored by subscribing to our newsletter. Visit mentored.com.au to stay up to date on all the latest. I'm Sean Aylmer. Have a great day.